one crazy story about that is when I was like 13 years old, I started uh, Facebook Live and Facebook Live hadn't officially launched in the US, but it was testing and other spots in the world. So I made a fake account that said <laughs> I was from one of those areas, was able to go Facebook Live before anyone in the US was able to, was streaming about basketball. Then other pages started hitting me up to stream on theirs. And I did it under the condition that I could nonstop shout out my other page. So that was fun. <laughs> that was Buster from Connecticut. He's an entrepreneur, social media personality, but underneath the surface, he's so much more. See, he's way ahead of the curve. He's the founder of Hoops Nation. He's a social media guru, host of his own Insta segment, 60 Seconds with Busta, and has a huge YouTube following as well. He attends celebrity basketball games, meets with sports CEOs, and gets to talk basketball with Michael Rappaport. It literally doesn't get better than that. We talk about all this and more on today's episode. This week, we learn to hoop with Busta. Humble, even though he's able to grab lunch with the GM of the New York Yankees, gets on FaceTime with people like Snoop Dogg and many other things that people only dream of doing, he talks to you like any other normal 17-year-old kid and continues to work just as hard as when he had zero followers. Original. That's how he got here, figuring out how to create a fake Facebook profile in a different nation which allowed him to use Facebook Live before anyone else in the United States are just one of the many ideas that have come from him. Open-minded. Whether it's starting a new social media platform or hopping on a new up-and-coming podcast like ours, he's always open to trying new things. Passionate. One word. Basketball. This week, we hoop with Buster. Welcome, everyone, to the 52nd episode of the Young and Dumb podcast with your hosts, Justin and Gary. We're back again with another incredible episode from Brooklyn to CT. He's taking over the internet. He's taking over Instagram. The Team Dunk member, Buster, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everyone? Happy to be here. We are happy to have you on board with us today, Buster. Um, We're going to get into things the young and dumb fashion. We're going to waste no time, get right into it. So let us know who you are and what you're doing right now. Yeah, so my name is Buster Share. I started the basketball at Hoops Nation. That has taken a million turns over the past couple of years. But at the end of the day, I am a huge New York Knicks fan, a basketball fanatic, a social media connoisseur, and I do a bunch of, of media work on top of that outside of basketball. So that that is me. That's dope, man. So let's dive deep into it. What kind of started Hoops Nation? Obviously, it's grown into this huge thing, but what got it going at the beginning? Yeah, so at the beginning, uh, I was writing long form about fantasy basketball on Facebook. This was back in like 2012. So I was literally 12 years old when I when I first started writing long form. And I, I saw that there was this huge kind of lapse in fantasy basketball content. Fantasy football was this huge thing. It was just starting to pick up in like the online gambling world, but no one was talking about fantasy basketball. And I, I really didn't care that much about football, hockey, any other sport really apart from baseball, but no one else cared about baseball either. <laughs> and they still don't. Um, but I, I thought there was a space for fantasy basketball that ESPN wasn't covering. So I was like, well, why don't I just start doing this? Um, and through that, I started, you know, understanding the Facebook algorithm, all, all, all of that. 
basic social media stuff and or for someone that spends time or you know ha has a business on social media basic for them uh so i started figuring out you know if you shared stuff back then in facebook groups then the reach would skyrocket and then that that was a good way to get an initial organic growth instead of paid um and and then i eventually realized that you know the broader the subject that i cover is the the more people will overall be interested in it. and then from platform to platform uh starting you know working doing work for other people uh creating content myself uh, like video content talking about basketball all stuff like that uh when facebook launched facebook live i was doing a live stream every night Couple crazy stories about that. I'll just jump into one real quick. <laughs> Go for it. You guys are gonna get an idea. I could talk a lot, but one one crazy story about that is when I was like 13 years old, I started uh, Facebook Live, and Facebook Live hadn't officially launched in the U.S., but it was testing in other spots in the world. So I made a fake account. <laughs> that said I was from one of those areas, was able to go Facebook Live before anyone in the U.S. was able to, was streaming about basketball. Then other pages started hitting me up to stream on theirs, and I did it under the condition that I could nonstop shout out my other page. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Finding ways to work around the system, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope. It's actually, that's brilliant, especially from such a young mind. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. So tell me a little bit about what your um, involvement with Hoops Nation has allowed you to do um, with growing your own personal brand um, and creating your 60 seconds with Buster segments on uh, Instagram. Yeah, so I think the good thing for me is that my personal brand and Hoops Nation go so closely hand in hand. I, I started Hoops Nation because I was this just ridiculously huge basketball fan that like that's who I am so my personal brand is always going to reflect and always should reflect who someone is because that's the easiest way to grow and that's how you can you know be the, the best self right so uh the good thing for me is that it, it is the same idea it is the same thing so you know, from the 60 seconds with Busta to whatever personal images to when I'm hanging out with NBA players, when I'm around these guys, whatever. Um, like, it, it, it's all the exact same content that people would be interested in that follow Hoops Nation. And many of those end up crossing over to the personal brand as well, since it's quite integrated. Awesome. And did you ever think that it would become this big when you first started it? Or was it kind of like you're just starting it to do something? Because... When you first started it, like personal branding and being an influencer wasn't necessarily the biggest thing out right now as yeah. it is today. So was that kind of what you had in mind? Uh, not when I started writing about fantasy basketball, not when I started my second basketball outlet, which was called All NBA All Day. But when I started Hoops Nation, I mean, like cocky little 14 year old i was like hell yeah it's gonna be the it's gonna be bigger than espn bro but like obviously realistically no one no one thinks that ever when they start you know uh social media business when they're that young and haven't really grown anything so you know to an extent yeah okay so tell me a little bit about um how Sorry, lost my train of thought there. Tell me a little bit about how 
you evolved in high school with all of this going around in your life? Because that's not a typical high schooler life, um, especially not one that I've come across. Uh, everything that you're getting involved with, meeting with different people yeah, across man. the world, basketball players, like, that's dope. Yeah, like, and, and the craziest thing, too, is, like, I, I so I switched high schools mid-high school on top <laughs> of that. I did freshman year at this, I, I did first, first grade through freshman year at this weird school in New York. It's a great school, supposedly great. It's a private <laughs> school in Brooklyn. There are no grades, right? So like they, there are no, like there, there's no A, A, B, C, D, whatever. It's all written report cards. So at the end of every semester, you get like a full page uh, report and that that is that is how you're judged but just imagine going from that your whole life to then being thrown in a <laughs> random Connecticut public high school um, at like at like that really weird age like freshman year to sophomore year and that's how like and I knew <laughs> like I literally like people say they like know zero people when they switch schools they usually know like one or two people. like I literally knew zero people like nobody staples um, is a big high school too yeah huge high school man <laughs> graduating class was 450 bro like it's it's <laughs> gigantic um but yeah so that like i'm not gonna lie that was not easy as a 13 year old that was not yet uh prominent on social media <laughs> so like like i mean it, you know obviously i was fine but um, you know, it was not the easiest thing I've done. So yeah, believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Just being able, cause obviously your private school is probably small too, right? Yeah. It was 80 kids per grade. Yeah. So yeah. having to switch that into a school that has 450, I couldn't even imagine making that big of a transfer. Yeah. It's like my <laughs> school to like Windsor. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Awesome. So let's look at what what's the future for what you're doing right now. Yeah. So my personal goals have actually more to do with my personal brand than, um, and this is actually a conversation that Elliot and I, who who connected us, uh, mm -hmm. Elliot and I have had many times. Personal brand, like Hoops Nation, probably isn't a forever play. Um, but my personal brand, regardless of what I do elsewhere, is the only forever play that I have going right now. Um, the only guaranteed forever play. Whatever mm -hmm. I do in my personal brand will be with me forever, and the benefits will be with me forever. And however popular, however well it does, that will have a positive benefit forever. Hoops Nation, not necessarily. I mean, a day could come where it's not something I want to do anymore, but you don't leave your personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> or you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You, you should not. That's a very bad sign if you're leaving your personal brand. But um, yeah, so my goal is more so revolve around that. So like I, I want to be like, when you think of sports influencers, you can't really think of that many that are, that are like a list like A-list sports influencers. You think of the athletes who are considered the influencers in that field. You, when you think of musicians, when you think of music, the musicians are the influencers. When you think of art, the art, whatever. I think there's a space for non-playing superstar basketball influencers and sports influencers overall. So some of my goals revolve around being 
either that person or one of those people in the next 10 years. Is it kind of like a Stephen A. Smith type of goal, would you say? Almost that. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is amazing, um, but Stephen A. Smith is the old form of that, right? He's on, yeah. he's on television. Um, he's on five days a week and he's on radio. Like he's on, <laughs> like he's, he's literally on radio two hours a day. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, you know, as much as I, I love radio and I actually, you know, did, and we can talk about this too, but I did a bunch of broadcasting while I was in high school of like Connecticut high school games. Um, I love radio, but that's not something I have interest in as far as personal brand goes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what that's going to look like since we're transitioning from your typical um, or our usual Stephen A. Smith slash um, Colin Coward um, type talk shows. What is that going to look like in the future um, or your vision for your personal brand? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of um, like daring. I have this series on my Instagram where I do dare Busto. One of the things I recently did was, and I'm not a fantastic, I'm not a bad basketball player by any means, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not that. Like I'm not D1 <laughs> scholarship. I'm not that. Um, wait, wait, how's, how's the jump shot? Jump shots, all right. Jump shots, probably probably the best thing I've got going. <laughs> but um, but I I was approached by the head of Venice Ball, and for anyone that doesn't know Venice Ball, it's the it's like the Rucker Park, which is a top street ball basketball league in in the Bronx. It's that equivalent out in LA. And you know Isaiah Thomas is pulling up this week. Meta World Peace played in it. Um, it's all. Every single person that plays in it has played D1 basketball, G League basketball, professional basketball overseas, or has played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So the head, the head of the league approached me at uh, Baron Davis's viewing party, I think it was, for game four of the NBA finals. And I was out in, in LA two weeks ago. Um, and he just kind of jokingly asked me, but he did ask me if I wanted to play in it. <laughs> and, I, and I just kind of smiled and was like, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like a joke. And then I get a text two days later at dinner and he's like, he's like, so you can show up at 2 p.m. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're being serious? <laughs> I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, we'll have your uniform there. And he was like, you're going to be playing alongside. He's like, you're going to be playing against Chris Staples, who's one of the best dunkers in the world. You're going to be playing against Manny Love's Harlem Globe Chatter. You're going to be playing against all these guys, a couple <laughs> pros. Um, every single person has played at least D1 basketball. No big deal. And they were good. And they were good. Um, <laughs> so, so I go in there and, you know, I get a couple, I get a little playing time. I'm taking the ball up the court. Everyone's like, what the hell is this dude doing in here? I'm the shortest by like a foot. Um, <laughs> and I'm like 5'10", but everyone is like 6'6 six, six and above. So pretty close to that. And <laughs> and you know i'm taking the ball off the court doing my thing whatever uh i was guarded by someone who's like six seven side no no point in really trying on offense but you know i was there moral support <laughs> and and uh i i had a lot of it filmed so like that that journey type thing like like who who the hell wouldn't want to watch that from mm-hmm. beginning to end just make that a video i turn it into a bunch of instagram stories and i have all the footage but like stuff like that why not make that when the trade deadline's coming instead of woge 
dropping 50 tweets. Um, why don't I, with the hopefully all the sources that I have, and I have a fair amount directly linked to a lot of the big free agents this, this offseason, why not me do that in three-minute video form and put that out on social and make it um, make 60 second preview versions just like fully fully produce it the same way that ESPN produces their shows but it's all to my own owned audience not to a network that I'm working for so that's that's in a nutshell kind of how I see it just in addition to just the overall way that social media is is growing so that's mm-hmm. how I look at it that's interesting and I just want to ask one quick question because um, as people who just view a sport, whether it be soccer, basketball, whatever it may be, we tend to say like, oh, I could play better than this player. And you're playing with some of the best players that have either played in the NBA or like, like you said, in the G League, etc. Do you like how has that has that changed your perspective at all in terms of like saying like, oh, I could beat this guy like one on one and stuff like that? <laughs> not 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 when you spend time close to these guys. Like, and it's fun to say like, like Carmelo Anthony looks pretty bad right now. I think I could take him. No, you can't. Like, like sit down. Um, like Carmelo Anthony doesn't play defense, but I feel like if he's playing one-on-one defense against you, like as some random stranger, he's taking the ball away from you. He, yeah, 100%. yeah, ten out of ten times, right? So, um, you know, anytime you spend you spend time, whether it's courtsided at a at a professional game or a semi professional game, like the game just moves at a different speed. And these guys, I mean, all they do is work out to beat you. <laughs> like unless you're doing that on the other end, you are not even going to have a chance against them. Um, you know, that it's fun to talk about and joke about, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's dope. And like basketball is one of those sports where skill truly makes a difference in who wins and loses. Like unlike soccer that I'm fond of playing, there's times where you can dominate a team but still end up losing. And that's like kind of how it goes. That's the way of the game. But for basketball, usually the better skilled team wins. Um, so like, that's, that's interesting, but I want to shift focus and, uh, ask about your YouTube channel. Um, you see, you do a lot of content on Facebook, um, on Instagram, uh, give us a little update on that. Yeah. So the YouTube channel is something that I'm, I'm pushing more this summer, uh, dropping videos every other day, you know, kind of like the Venice ball style stuff, you know, maybe a little hint at this one might be playing Kevin Knox, the Knicks, Knicks draft pick one-on-one or in Fortnite later this summer. So, you know, all, all, all stuff, all stuff like that, as well as the kind of the current style video that I'm doing, which is talking about the, the big news and the rumors and my predictions, which so far have been right. So exciting. <laughs> So what um, what's the future for your YouTube channel? Like, obviously, a lot of people are saying that YouTube is getting oversaturated. And with Instagram releasing IGTV, um, they're saying that could be direct competition in the future. So how is your take on all of this going on right now? Yeah, I think that's I think both of those things are true. But at the same time, if we're not if I'm not so I'm going to be putting content on IGTV too, doing stuff there as well. (laughs) doing stuff also on YouTube because the end, the end goal and the way that everyone should look at it is if they want to be an influencer, they should have content in every single place that one would look for content. Right. 
and you want to have the best quality content that you can do in that place. And I just like the medium of YouTube so much more than the medium of IGTV, the medium of Twitter video, any medium of Facebook video, which is kind of a mess due to the algorithm. Uh, you know, YouTube is just very exciting. Also how a video can just, and I've seen it before, go from 10,000 views and someone has a thousand subscribers to a million views and trending on YouTube front. So I, I mm -hmm. think the potential there is obviously just ridiculous and worth spending time on. Okay. So what advice would you have for young um, influencers who are kind of trying to find their voice, find their niche? Uh, what advice would you have to, to them? Uh, you know, I think starting out as an influencer is difficult. I didn't really start out as an influencer. I started out as kind of a, a media person that took the, the leverage that I had with an already with a pre-existing audience um, and then kind of merged that with my personal brand. And that is the best advice that I could give someone else as much as that might suck. It's just a really good winning long-term play. Say, and I've spoken to a friend about this before who's into fashion, right? So I, I think that they should be making a blog about fashion. They should be making an Instagram page curating fashion before they go or during whatever, but as they go for their personal goals because it'll just grow a lot faster. And then you have this separate audience, this separate form, that you can you can monetize and then you have two audiences instead of one which is awesome interesting so with you've talked a lot about algorithms and obviously that's the key to growth um how do you stay up with algorithm changes um is there any place that you look specifically for it and do you think it's really that important to like pay attention to all this stuff um you know, it, it's not that Im, Im, important to like talk about and, you know, ponder about and wonder about, but at the end of the day, you should be testing stuff and then going with whatever works. Okay. And is there like a source where you um, retrieve some of these algorithm updates or um, tips and tricks, things like that? I wish, man. You just, <laughs> you just gotta, I wish. Someone, someone should definitely draft like some sort of email list on that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just spending time on the apps. Okay. And, um, now I'd like to shift focus a little bit and transition into our latter section of the podcast. Um, and we want to highlight your journey. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, um, back from the age of 12 to where you are now, where do, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Like two. Two percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what uh what does a hundred percent look like for you? Uh I don't know. I have no idea. But I know I know that um the network is what what would that make it? Like fifty times the size at least. Um audience is at least a couple hundred times the size. Um, hopefully I'm the owner of the New York Knicks and, <laughs> and that's that. Are you, are you going to bring home a championship? <laughs> I don't even know if I can do that, man. That's tough. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I think that's every New Yorker's dream for the Knicks right now. Yeah, man. 73 was the last one. 
That's crazy. And they have such like a dynasty in terms of like their mindset of like, right. we're so great. Like we're going to win. It's kind of like for soccer references, it's like Liverpool. Yeah. And it's just funny to see like the shift in the mindset of like, yes, we got Porzingis. We're going to win a championship this year. No. And then it keeps going years. <laughs> yeah, man. It's tough. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're going to shift into our deep thinking question. So um, are you ready? Oh, let's go. All right. So question number one, let's imagine a hundred years from now, um, you're sitting down and it's your last day on earth and you've accomplished everything that you've ever wanted, but everything has been destroyed. Your social media is gone. Um, everything that you've built is gone, etc. But you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Um, family, friends, and whatever the best show or piece of content was. Okay. Word, word. I like that. Look, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, so also during this time frame, right before everyone's memories are erased, you look to your left and on your bookshelf is your autobiography. You look into the book and you take, you check out the first chapter, which is your entire life up to right now. What would the title of that chapter be called? Um, the title of my entire life. Of no, up to the first chapter, up to oh, right. The now. First chapter to right now, uh, <laughs> we'll call it dyslexic. Okay, are you are you actually dyslexic? Yeah, I am. I am. So Tell add so add that on top of the high school transition as well. <laughs> hard. hard. That definitely can't be easy. How so? How was that? Like just kind of dealing with that and like getting through it because obviously you succeeded in a crazy way even though you have a disorder to many people's thinking. Yeah. I mean, I have ADD too, but like I I've never known any difference. So I personally don't view it as affecting me. Now, if you judge me in contrast to other people, um, sure. There might be like a slight difference in like oral reading type stuff, but I don't, I don't do that anyways. Um, I don't, I don't really read. So like, you know, apart from captions, I read those, but apart from that, <laughs> I love it, man. It's all a huge amount of self-awareness right there. Yeah. No, like literally, literally I have not, I never read a, a book for school, like ever, like ever, ever. Like I have never read a book for school once in my life. Just straight spark notes? Yeah, yeah like, of course. <laughs> like, but, but like, I, I like, like I can't even like read like sit down and like make myself read spark notes because of the combination of ADD and dyslexia so like it's like me skipping reading my book also like skipping reading spark notes <laughs> <laughs> and just like I, I kid you not I did a presentation this past year and I've graduated now so I can say this but I did a presentation <laughs> hopefully hopefully that teacher doesn't one day stock out all media on me but <laughs> I did a presentation on, I, for, I don't even remember what the book is, obviously, but uh, I did a presentation and I, I thought of like one question. So I had nothing for the presentation. I didn't even make slides. I was doing it with another kid who didn't read the book either. And I, I thought that my route to this was going to be, it was like doing a presentation on like the, our favorite character from the book, their importance on the book, whatever, like some bogus school thing. And, and I thought like, 
what question can I come up with that's super general and I can ask the crowd and I can literally mid presentation feed off of the just answers and pick <laughs> things up live and then just do like my random like embellishing thing. Yeah. And it totally worked. It, <laughs> and I ended up getting an A plus on it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of like an improv comedy sketch, basically. Right. But if anything went wrong, I was done for. Yeah, no, the slightest turn, even a like slight misinformation and you run with it. There goes the entire presentation. Right. But, but you know, I kept it very vague, very loose, but I dropped a couple of memes that other people had dropped. <laughs> so just like paying attention and everything. That's, all, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude. But it's like, that's, that's my version. How did you learn in like school then? Were you just watching videos to kind of counteract not being able to really read or just kind of? Yeah, or I, I just like, I'll remember anything that I care about. Like I will remember anything that I care about and nothing that I don't care don't about. Care. <laughs> like literally, like I, I could not tell you one thing I learned in chemistry, any year of math, nothing. But, but <laughs> Uh, you know, how many points LeBron scored in his rookie year? I got you. Like, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. Like, I'm going to remember, um, you know, and and anything of value that I, I learned in school, I'm going to remember. But anything not, I'm, there's just no chance. Like, there's no, there's no room or capacity for it. So is this the reason that you chose to um, create video and audio content instead of written content? Yep. For, yep. Bingo. Yep, that's it. I love it. <laughs> All right, so it's back to the deep thinking questions. Um, let's imagine you are um, you're the owner of the Knicks right now. What yeah. are you doing to help improve that team? <laughs> Uh, I'm going and meeting with every free agent personally and, you know, coming up with the best pitch possible. Oftentimes teams, especially like the Knicks, uh, you know, wait for them to come, but, you know, I'm going out to every single free agent, just making my voice heard. Uh, in addition to that, I'm trying to rid, I'm not going to name any players in specific, but because a couple of them follow me, but I'm trying to rid some contracts, um, and, and, you know, make some, make some money for, for this free agency. Cause it's a good one. Are you going for LeBron? Uh, I'm going to try, but that's not, there's zero chance that that happens. I can tell you that. That's unlucky. Well, hopefully he follows me to Philly. Um, <laughs> well, hey, let's see. Not, not no chance, but yeah, this is something there. Uh, so fourth question for you. Um, for us being young and dumb on the surface, at least, is being young, um, dedicated, up and coming, motivated, and bold. Um, it's our our staple. For for someone like you, what does being young and dumb mean to you? Uh, you know. I think it's just that, that, and, you know, being young and actually doing things in, in really any industry, um, a lot of people, and you're going to see this every single time. And for anyone that doesn't see this, it means you're not deep enough. It's a lot of older people trying to take advantage of you. Various business, uh, business ways, you know, whether it's uh, the deals themselves or it's just, underestimating you or, or something along those lines or you know misjudging whatever um i think 
that being aware of that. And sometimes that's okay. Um, you know, being young means that you're not older, right? Like in just like, like as basic as that may sound, a lot of people, a lot of young people pretend like they're older, but that's just not, that's just not the way it is. You can do a lot of the same things, but at the same time, there's a lot that comes with it and solid self-awareness. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of value in that. So what, you know, what, what does that mean to me? It, it means you can do anything, you know, you can do anything and everything like anyone can at any point ever. Um, but at the same time, you know, there should be a certain level of, of self-awareness with the point at which you are on your journey. Um, so that's, that's my answer. Awesome, man. I love that answer. Being young and dumb. I mean, being any age and just being able to see that you can do anything at any time. But we're just being young and kind of ignorant in the terms of like, we're able to, if someone says, oh, you can't do this. Like, why? Why not? Just asking that question, why? And then acting upon it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So last question before we ask it, um, where can our listeners find you and interact with you if, they, if they'd like to? Uh, my YouTube is a fantastic place. It's just my name, Buster Share on YouTube, B-U-S-T-E-R-S-C-H-E-R, if you're a basketball fan. If you're not a basketball fan, probably not my YouTube. Probably my personal Instagram, at BustaShare, B-U-S-T-A-S-C-H-E-R on IG. Awesome. Dope. So last question. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? A question that I wish I was asked. Um, question that I wish was asked. Uh, I always like when when people ask, like, "What are you doing this week?" Because it puts things in perspective as far as how active or whatever someone's doing. It just gives a lot of depth. So those are questions that I like. Okay, so give us a, a little little insight. Like, let us know what are you doing this week. Uh, yesterday, um, I went uh, backstage and, and on um, Colbert, Stephen Colbert. Um, that was cool. Today, I'm doing this. And always, throughout all of this, it's Hoops Nation, just on my phone, um, and whatever other business ventures. Today, I'm heading to New Rochelle to go on Brandon Steiner's show. He, he did my 60-second show, so I'm returning the favor um and going on his show uh tomorrow i'm hitting up a new york sports conference um thursday uh, lunch with the gm of the yankees um friday uh friday i'm going to the bronx for a yankees thing might have to do a signer as well but a business thing there and then yeah then then it's the weekend Man, that's a dope schedule. <laughs> I would not mind having that schedule at all. So, Buster, from the Young and Dumb community, Get Your Grind Up community, uh, a big thank you for taking the time out this morning to uh, hop on the podcast and, you know, share some wisdom. Appreciate it. And for anyone that can't see my shirt, by the way, it's uh, every character from the movie Space Jam. <laughs> love it love it love it (laughs) so for everyone listening out there if you want to learn a little bit more about buster you can hop on our website getyourgrindup.com or on social media instagram facebook twitter at 
Get Show Grind Up. We will be back very soon with another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, Get Show Grind Up. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace.